0: Welcome to the Security Disciple Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Melendez, owner of Wear Geek Solutions. Thank you for coming. Hi, this is Seth Melendez of Wear Geek Solutions, and I'm coming to you to discuss one of our articles that we have up, and it's uh, two mistakes that open the door to hackers, how to protect your data. And and one of the things that we try to do is educate. You know, education and uh, policy and procedures, or, you know, the human factor, uh, culture, and the human factor are two-thirds of the equation when it comes to, you know, your risk profile, your risk surface, in your business Uh, the third would be technology you know you have everybody the hackers everybody knocking at the door trying to break in but the other two uh, the policy procedures and accountability are a major factor if there's no accountability then no matter what procedure you put out people won't follow and one of the other things are you know the human factor and I guess this is the area we're talking about today which is the human factor uh, and these are the two things that will open up your door quickly, so it's a bit of technology and a bit of the human factor, and we talk about those. Uh, one of the things that, number one, we talk about in these areas are the, the weak passwords, and that's been an issue for a while. They, people get tired of remembering passwords, they can't remember them, they think, and, and the problem is, is that they put in you know, poopsie one two three. Uh, there's an article that just came out a couple of weeks ago in in the, in uh, November that discusses the 200 uh, most used passwords. And those passwords become problems. Those 200 passwords are generally the same passwords that have been utilized. You know, and have been found in these leaked databases, these breached sites, and they, you know, people are doing studies, and when they go through them, they start looking at them, and, and you know, only about a quarter, no, two quarters of them are uh, usually unique passwords. The rest of them are use, are the same, and uh, they they grab two hundred of them. Uh, password one through six is there, password one through eight is there, you know number one, I think it's password one through six Uh, they even, somebody even went and used the the Portuguese word for password which is Senha Uh, and I think that showed up on the list at number eight or nine or whatever it is so my thing is is this is where you run into the biggest problem. There are solutions for that. You know, password managers are one of the biggest solutions. There are individual password managers that the consumers can use, you know, individual people can use in small businesses, and then there are business password managers where the password manager is a product where you can share it amongst your team and they can now utilize the password, the, the the username and password for a particular account online they don't even have to you can set it where they don't even have to see what the password is they just click the link and it logs them in and they can get in they don't even have to see the password so it's there's levels of, of interaction and engagement that you can allow um, you know you can say let's say my third-level support uh, has access to usernames and passwords of specific, you know, uh, access to a server, uh, but my first level support can, and you know, get into an application, but they can't see the password or the, or the username. And that's the way you can set those things. A secretary can see certain things, uh, but an executive secretary can see a lot more. Um, so those are the type of things you can do with a password manager, and I'm always talking I always start with password manager, and then you can work with, you know, the strength of your password. Your password can be, you know, the uh, multiple types of, you know, alphanumeric passwords, or you can go into passphrases, which is something I always advocate for. Uh, as long as it's uh, minimum six words, and when I mean passphrases, it's just six different types of words, uh, minimum. Usually, that'll bring you over the minimum for uh, the password of 8 to 12 characters, and you should be good, uh, especially when you're adding in multiple other types of characters in there and numbers uh... so alphanumeric characters and numbers will be great when you're doing passphrases and you don't have to go and all these crazy things you can add those things in the end and you'll remember them and what's good about passphrases you will remember the other ones you won't remember when you're coming up with crazy number letter and you know alphanumeric combinations you won't be able to remember them but within a password manager you won't have to because it clicks a link it'll enter it for you it's only when you want to remember something that i say use a passphrase it's easier if you use pass you know the standard alphanumeric for generally everything uh, and then the things that are more important to you, you know, things involving your kids, medical, things like that, your bank, come up with a passphrase. And then all those things can be entered into your password manager and now you can see it's great not to reuse your password. I know people have done it. I've done it from time to time. I still have hundreds of hundreds of passwords that I utilized uh, within my password manager. I've been using a password manager, password manager since about two thousand five, two thousand six, and um, um, I didn't understand those lessons. And now, when I look back, my core, <clears throat> my core, have been taken care of. Uh, when it comes to the passwords and not reusing and also the strength level but there are still lingering sites out there so often when I you know if I see something breached I will go in look at it look at the password that was breached go find out where those passwords similar passwords are and change all the things or close the accounts so, you know, like my core, my my bank accounts, you know, anything related to the home, finance, all those things have been changed a long time ago. Um, Very so often you may find some, you know, site on some, you know, shoe.com or something that we forgot about, uh, and it goes from there. Uh, so then the second one would be software that has not received security updates. And this this is a, a problem of most businesses uh... in general because most people are busy they turn off their computers they go home they come back in next thing you know there's all these updates they want to do but they gotta to get to work it's gonna take twenty thirty minutes they're rushing in they have to get stuck getting things done they got to get the calls going or they have to answer email And then they usually stop it, and this is a constant issue that happens. I know in corporate offices, they usually try to tell you don't shut down your computer so that they can, on a schedule, send out patches and updates to the operating system, for drivers, for any applications, and such things like that. Uh, Any of the middleware uh, applications that you use, and even the security uh, software in your VPN or in any... um, Uh, protection stuff that you may have firewalls things like that those things need to be updated Um, if the machines are off and you leave them off for a certain period of time some of them have a requirement that after a certain period they will install no matter what you're doing and then they'll interrupt 15-20 minutes people see this all the time and various things will automatically you know some people may say okay give it five weeks for windows give it two weeks for windows OS you know so you know your office products may take three weeks before they force you your windows OS may force you in two weeks now you're always getting these forced updates and people are like oh my god every time I turn around these things are forcing me to do this and make me waste time and then they freeze and reboot yeah so if you leave these things on and you set these schedule you, you leave your machine on and you set the schedule properly um, it won't be an interference because those things can happen at 3 in the morning when no one's around you know eight o'clock at night when no one is around and you can do that people at home can follow this the same way do it in the middle of the night when no one's working You know, up playing games or anything you can set and regulate these things you can do like microsoft they have a patch tuesday uh... you know once or twice a month they're doing patching they send out their patches and then usually some most businesses large corporations will usually work within those increments microsoft releases they go through a test cycle, sometimes it's one week, sometimes depending on what they are, uh, and they go through a test cycle up to one to two weeks, and then they push out the patches. So within two weeks, the patches have been tested, have been you know validated, and then they send out the patches to the rest of the uh, the corpor- the company. Sometimes they do it department-wide, or department-by-department, or they just do the full uh, uh, corporation or company so uh, within your small business you don't have to you know what I say is always just download and install on one machine do all the patching do all anything you need to do updates give it a day or two make sure nothing breaks or blows up and then it's safe go to the rest of the machines and update those if you need to do it manually Um, you have a lot of applications that need to be updated Adobe you know Microsoft Office you know There's a lot of products out there, you know, banking software, things like that that need to be updated, and you want to make sure that those things are updated on a regular schedule because when you look at the, the, when we receive a lot of the information, uh, working at cybersecurity and all the other things that we we get onto these newsletters and we talk amongst each other a lot of the times it's because people did not update their machines, did not update their web server, did not update their routers, did not update you know their edge security and you know the these exploits that are created are usually created when a new patch comes out there is a list of all the things that it fixes. And as time goes along, those lists, those lists keep growing. And so a good hacker will accumulate those things and understand that most people will not be up to snuff. They won't be up to, to the, the newest and current, latest and greatest version. So now here it is, is you know, two, three, four versions. They have a list of holes that they just found, exploits that they can now try to, you know, find and and take advantage of you, whether it's through scripting, whether it's through some uh, uh, old way of, you know, pulling information from websites or doing things, injections, whatever they may be, uh, they now have they know there's a hole and they know it's there. And once they can identify it in the targets that they're going for, they can just look it up and see. Okay, this model, this make, this patch revision, and what pat what is the latest and greatest, and where are they at? In between now, you have a ton of things. And if they know of an exploit or they know of something that's that's out there already that's been created, they can usually get their hands on it. And now they can, you know, to leverage that and enter your pro, you know, into your site or enter into whatever database or equipment that you have, and, and now run rant. And they can get into your your routers they can get into your VPNs they can get into a lot of things so we you know patching isn't just for patching Microsoft operating system stuff patching runs you know some people call it firmware updates uh, you know some people you know they're calling it you know you know patches for operating system or patches for software but it's all you know firmware we're talking hardware where patching we're talking software uh, and Microsoft also uses a term patching for their operating system. So we just want to make sure we stay up with the latest and greatest revisions, whether it's the firmwares, whether it's the, the operating system, or whether it's the applications. We just want to stay up to date. Thank you. Stay aware. Stay secure. Wear Geek Solutions, Seth Melendez. Thank you. Have a nice night. Thank you for listening to the Security Disciple Podcast. My name is Seth Melendez, owner and president of Wear geek Solutions. Please reach us at 877-653-7146 or on the web. You can contact us at www.WareGeeks.com, W-A-R-E-G-E-K-S.com or at info at WearGeeks.com. Thank you.